Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Process, it's your boy Ralph. We got a lot to go through here for week four. Excited to be talking to you guys again about fantasy football. That's what we do here. Learn, scout, win, repeat. That's our thing. We follow the process all the way through, guys, from the beginning of the season, pre-draft, all the way up through into, uh, through the playoffs and the championships. So much to go over. We got to cover what we saw last week. There's a lot going on. Before we hop into all that, if you're a first-time offender, we love it. Welcome. If you are a repeat offender, you've been listening. Glad to have you come back. Love a hard head. You can find us on www.tigerbombsae.com. The process has a page. Click on the process page. You can listen to this podcast there. If you want to do it on the go, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all that, you can find us, Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Search for that. Like and subscribe. Then you can listen to the process as well as all the other podcasts that we have here at Tiger Bomb. On the website, same deal. You can click on other pages, see the other stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you are a Facebook or Twitter or social media type person, at the process, T-B-S-A-E. Let's keep in touch that way. YouTube, baby. You're watching the video. You get the top five, unlike uh, people who may just be listening. But um, you can follow us on YouTube as well, Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. All the podcasts are there. All right, that's the heavy lifting. We got to go over... What we saw in week three before we barnstorm ahead to week four and on with our usual segments. So let's just kind of dive into that. George Kittle looked healthy in his return, but was used to block after uh, Williams left with the injury, the left tackle. So something just to keep in mind as we move forward, they'll have to figure out a better game plan if Williams misses time or else that could limit the upside of Kittle, who's the oft injured guy anyway. Additionally, Alan Lazard went four for 45 in a touchdown. That's two scores in two games. Scored in five straight. Longest streak in the league. Has scored in four straight at home. Not a bust pick. Taking a while to come along, sure. But we're getting there slowly. Khalil Herbert played the part in Montgomery well. Listen, recommended Montgomery. Had him in the cash game. Nothing we could do about that. But the role was exactly what we thought. Highest scoring running back total on the week the pick was right Panthers D showed up in a big way James Winston racked up the second most passing yards this week despite losing two of his three starting wide receivers during the game uh not to Chris Olave just showing up and showing out he's going to be a guy now um love to stretch the field with him we know James is going to look down there right so that seems to be a nice pairing early on when Winston is out there, as will not be the case this week. Indianapolis Colts, how sweet it is. Mahomes not happy with Eric Bieniemy, And uh, that conservative approach and uh, the ending will only reinforce that stance for him. Wants to kind of take more chances. We'll see how they rebound this week. Miami and Buffalo left it all on the field on the 90-degree day. Um, can't wait for the return bout. That's the thing. Just the same way you play weather in Buffalo, you talk about snow games in Buffalo and Chicago, Miami's thing is the heat, right? They, they've got you on the sideline with the sun out. They've got you uh, you know, stretched out all day long. Those guys dehydrated. It's like 90, to feel, 90 degrees on the field. Um, it's a lot to take in if you're not used to it. So those guys left it all out on the field. Uh, tough loss of the Lions. Surrendered a two-score lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, golf couldn't do much to help, but uh, the defense isn't very good. But the offense is fun to watch. There's a lot of pieces to be exploited. Lamar playing to get paid. Lamar Jackson, uh, first player in NFL history with three plus passing touchdowns and 100 rushing yards or more twice in the same season. He's done it in back to back games. Incredible. Uh, this was Jackson's fourth career game with three touchdown passes. Uh, plus 100 yards rushing at least. Um, no other player has done it more than once in their career. Been sa- We've been saying it from the start of the season. They should have paid him. They're going to have to pay him a lot. But he's going to keep balling out. If you have him in fantasy, ride that wave. Pats and Mac Jones take a step forward, even though Jones is injured and won't play this week. We'll see Hoyer. Burkhead took all 15 snaps on third and three or longer and in the two-minute drill situations. And so beware of that, Pierce Lovers. Burkhead's not going away. 
Here's a roll. Texans have been lucky with, you know, one of the easier schedules so far this year, allowing them to stay close in the games. But they'll start to get into some tougher games. Probably means more Burkhead. Curtis Samuel, three carries, 10 targets. Wentz just isn't very good. 10 targets, that's exactly what we wanted. Didn't play well for the cash game, but the idea is there. We just, this is really an indictment on Wentz, in my opinion. Cooper Rush, the first undrafted QB to win each of his first three NFL starts and throw for 750-plus yards over those starts. Since Kurt Warner did it in 99 with the Rams, Warner went on to win the NFL MVP that year and the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Something to think about. But uh, Rush has come on. He's come on okay. The Giants claim Cooper Rush off waivers from the Cowboys in 2020. Then they cut him twice. Um, he comes back, uh, you know, uh, Dallas re-signs him after Dax Prescott's injury that year in 2020, I think it was. Um, but playing at a serviceable level. Jaguars have run the most red zone plays this season. Think about that. We got onto a little bit of, you know, Kirk last week, Christian Kirk, and we're going to keep that train going this week. Now we now that's you know, that's from last week. Now we can look forward into week four. And so we've got to start with the Thursday game, Cincinnati and Miami. <clears throat> they said he did have a concussion. They said the week before in the Buffalo game he wasn't concussed. The gang signs he was throwing up would state otherwise. Hope the two is okay, but this looks really irresponsible. I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm just thinking about Ross as an owner and all the different things that keep happening. Paying the coach to lose. They had the offensive line coach to get caught with the hookers and the blow. This thing now, I mean, they so you know questionable training. There's a cloud. He's the cloud. Is starting to become an indictment on the team and the ways that they do business. That's the bigger overall sentiment right there. It's got nothing to do with football, but as a fence fan, sour taste in your mouth. For something that we all saw. Don't tell us. We all saw it. We all saw it. We all saw it with our own eyes. Scariest moment. So, obviously Miami loses the game. I, you know, he's in concussion protocol. May even just miss a week and come back. I mean, I don't even know what to do with that right now. On the football field, Miami obviously not the same team with Teddy Bridgewater under quarterback if it's him. But... Easier schedule coming up. He can provide some production if we have to go down that route. Guys, that's what I had to open with you guys with. Uh, for week four, we're going to keep it rolling with everybody's usual favorite segments, starting with a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping! Housekeeping! Me fluff your pillow, me fix your team, housekeeping. All right, moving right along to housekeeping. Not a lot of housekeeping this week um, because we're just, you know, staying the course really. But we're going to talk about some stuff, namely what happened last week. So DFS wise. Uh, brought back some money because of tournaments. We've been on it in tournaments, but didn't win the cash games again. So a losing, kind of a losing day. Here's the thing I'm going to say about that, though. There's no wavering. Got to stay the course because the time is now. We're gaining more information. I'm taking chances. I'm getting out there. And the results have been proven. So, the, you know, two weeks ago, didn't cash because of an injury. Same thing this week. Khalil Herbert goes off for 30. We have Montgomery. If I, you know, you lock in those 30 points you know, that the offense got with the backup running back, they were well over that cash line again. So not going to, you know, get fancy and convince myself I'm doing something wrong. This is a good lesson. This is a really good lesson for when you're having bad luck, but things are going your way, but you're making pretty good picks. And so you want to look out for that positive regression. I'm not going to continue to have the worst luck every Sunday. So I'm not going to be deterred from what I'm doing. I'm going to stay pedal to the metal and not get finicky about it. And I would recommend that you guys do the same thing. If you've got roster issues now, now we got to start doing, we got to really dig down and do something about it. Depending on what league you are in, 
You may be in a no-trade league. Let's talk about that for a second. You don't have wins, right? You're 0-3 or you don't have a lot of points or whatever the case may be. You've, if, you, if you're if you in a no-trade league, now you've got to DFS it up a little bit. you got to start playing the matchups each week. you got to play your opponent. Look at who he has. Ride the wire like that. Pick up, you know, ancillary pieces to his game. You got to get crafty and get dirty to fight right now. If you're in like a league where it's like no trade, right? But start addressing those roster issues. If like we say, you're at that three loss threshold, um, because you shouldn't be there if you don't have six wins. That's our formula. You know you're a problem if you get to three losses and you don't have six wins. So right now, if you're zero and three, that's an issue. One and two, sit tight. This is what we're saying, right? Trades. The other thing we need to talk about trades. Get let's get better. Let's get better. If you're in a league where they allow trades, let's be real. Trades are somebody's going to take advantage of somebody. It might as well be us if we're going to be trading. Let's get into it. A lot of leagues, a lot of people afraid to pull the trigger. Fine. Everybody sit on whatever. We'll, we'll find another way to win. But if you're in a league where people don't mind trading, get in on this. Let's get better. Get better with your trades, too. Don't uh, None of this, uh, you're not going to snake oil anybody. You know what a good trade is. We've talked about this before over the course of a couple of seasons. But you have to have value that you're returning. Yeah. You want Ramon Stevenson? You might have to give up CeeDee Lamb. That's the type of stuff we're talking about. These are the type of trades that are available, um, but you're not going to fleece anybody. Everybody's getting a little too crafty at what we do now, and so we've got to get better with our trades. Make enticing trades. Don't be afraid to um, get rid of a guy if it's going to make your team overall better. And then let the chips fall where they may, because over the course of the season... You know, it may play out better than you expected. Don't look at the names sometimes. The production, the offense, that's what we want to be tied to. So let's start getting better about the trades. Let's start getting a lot better, taking advantage of that. Um, if your team is struggling and you're actively where they trade and you're not trading, you've got to get a part of that. Even, you know, like, you know, figure out what makes your team better. I'm still convinced that the running back solution can be handled in a couple of different ways, but having that top end wide receiver is paramount. So I tra- so I traded Jonathan Taylor this week for Justin Jefferson, straight up. It's a great deal. They both have a buy still coming up. They both have positive matchups coming up. I think Jefferson's a buy low target right now. I like the return that I got for Taylor. I'm not upset with that. Um I've got like uh, you know some you know I've got Khalil Herbert and I've got you know Gibson Antonio Gibson and then I've got all the Ravens running back so I'm not there's not a lot right there but I don't care I have Lamb and Dak Prescott will be back sooner than later I have Mike Evans who's coming back this week and now Justin Jefferson in the flex life's gonna be good life's gonna be very good. That's what I mean when I say, do I really need Taylor? You know, what's you know, in that capacity, what is the upside versus going to get Jefferson? You're looking at somebody who wants a running back. Here is the guy that I took number one overall, first pick. That's how you move that trade barometer. Now we're all bit you know, it's not like you go take Gibson and see where you get it's not that. A lot of times people fall into this trap. You wanna Take your second best player at the position and trade that away to get stronger. It doesn't work that way. Probably trade away your stronger pieces. But what can you get back in return? What does the other person have to mortgage that you need? That's where the marriage comes in. So we got to get better at trades quickly if your team's not doing well right now. Okay, sample size. We got to talk about this. The We have a good sample size of data now. So moving forward next week, we can lean on statistics and rankings a little bit more. We have crystallized a quarter of the season by that point. So we can start to rely on these data points 
as true information as opposed to just one week, you know, you know, trist or trends or whatever, right? And so just an idea to think about as I start imposing more statistical data as we go along, okay? But um, right now, the other thing that we need to do, look ahead a few weeks. Make those necessary moves right now if you find yourself struggling. This is the other thing you could do to help yourself out. Don't start worrying about next week, next week. Chances are you're polishing off what you want to do a seasonal already, right? Or you already have that set. Look ahead. That's how, You got to ride the wave of a couple of weeks ahead. Like two, three, four. Who are you playing soon? Do you know? What does that mean for you? I think it changes the, how you look at what you need to do over the next couple of weeks. So some just things to be aware of because the season's over for no one yet. Bada, nobody is out. So we got to keep grinding. That's where, you're, that's where you're at this week. That's the chunk to take away this week. So look in the mirror and clean that house. Let's play a round of Would You Rather. Over to Would You Rather. So we've got a couple of Would You Rather scenarios for this week. So we'll go over these as usual. 12 to be exact, guys. Brandon Ayuk or A.J. Dillon. Now, Ayuk in this matchup versus the Rams, I like it because I don't think... well. Listen, I think that uh, Debo Samuel is probably not going to see a lot of coverage from Jalen because of the way that he moves all around. I don't think I don't I don't think he's going to travel with him. I think it'll be Ayuk who may end up, you know, getting the uh, the the tra- the travel job, if you will. Um, so I so I would say his day might be a little more tougher than people are thinking, even though his role is cemented. A.J. Dillon, I think, is in a good spot, though. Um, they're going to have to get crafty to win this football game in terms of the Green Bay Packers, so I would take Dillon. Chris Olave or Khalil Herbert. Um, Olave has been great to start the year, but, you know, working with a lot this week, going against him. He's got the Red Rocket. Um, many of the other receivers are missing. Michael Thomas is missing. Landry, I think, is going to play, but he's banged up, and so... Olave, you know, he should be counted on more, which is great for him. But Khalil Herbert is in a smash spot. The Bears have been able to run the football, and Herbert should not have a problem against this Giants defense. Um, he's in a good spot, just like he was last week. I'd pick him there. Njoku or Mooney? Um, David Njoku for sure. Coming on strong last week. Just doing what they ask him to do every week. I think he's in a great spot this week. He's in a cash game spot this week. Mooney and the Bears offense can't really be trusted. So if you know if these are the choices, obviously in Joku in my mind. Travis Etienne Jr. or Joshua Palmer this week. Listen, Etienne, I like maybe a little more than Robinson this week because of the um, you know, third down and pass catching, and they're gonna be playing keep up this week. So I like Etienne, but Josh Palmer has a role while Keenan Allen is out. Keenan Allen's gonna be out one more week. I really like Palmer this week too. I would actually take Palmer over Etienne. James Robinson or Rashad Bateman, I'll take Bateman this week. I think Robinson is the um, lesser productive of the two backs in Jacksonville this week. Bateman, though, a lot of chance, a lot of opportunity in what should be a higher-scoring game. I mean, the Bills uh, have a lot of injuries in the secondary. Bateman should be able to have the opportunity to get targets because Baltimore's going to have to keep up. We know Allen and company are going to want to do what they do, which is run and gun. DK Metcalf or Miles Sanders. I like, so I like Lockett more than Metcalf this week uh, in the matchup that they have. I I do believe that uh, with the way that the Lions want to play man coverage, I think Metcalf will um, probably be a little bit more of an issue in terms of production versus Lockett. So I'll lean Lockett over Metcalf this week. And so I'd have to take Miles Sanders over DJ Metcalf in this one. Like Sanders, I like the running game against uh, Jacksonville. 
They've got a decent pass rush. But I also like the fact that uh, Boston Scott won't play this week, so that condenses things a bit for Miles Sanders. That would be the guy. Zeke Elliott or DK Metcalf. Um, Zeke Elliott this week for sure uh, against this struggling Washington defense. I like it. Go line touches, catch the passes, all of that um, versus Metcalf, who we just mentioned. Marquise Brown or A.J. Dillon this week? Um, I, you know, Brown is in a decent spot, but there's too many guys coming back. So I don't know what his role is going to be. Well, I shouldn't say too many guys, but Moore is uh, back into the equation now. Dorch is hanging around. I just don't know what his role will be um, in a game where they should face a pretty decent defense. I'll take A.J. Dillon. Uh, Etienne or Brandon Ayuk, I'll take Etienne. Uh, Amari Cooper or James Conner this week. I think Cooper can have some success, but he's going to be shadowed by Terrell. I don't really have any interest in that. I'll go with Connor. I like Connor this week. We're recommending him for tournament purposes. He's you know, you know, he gets sixty to seventy percent of the touches, the goal line looks. I mean, it's all there. Deontay Johnson or AJ Dillon this week. Ooh, this is a tough one, but I'll say Deontay Johnson just because his role is solidified, and I don't think that. He's going to face Sauce Gardner every play. Like, Sauce will traditionally just play the left side. And I think that they can move Deontay around for sure. And so that'll be the path to victory. Finally, DK Metcalf or Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall this week. I think he is starting to eclipse Carter as the guy. It's still a committee, but he's the one-two as opposed to the two. So I like Brees Hall over Metcalf. This week, that's the would you rather that I have. And now you guys know who I would rather for week four. And now it's time for the process too. Reload. For the week, where we're going to just get into each game and do it reload. First off, got to just, you know, a couple of sentences about the Miami and Cincinnati. Again, sad what's going on with Tua. What happens with the Dolphins depends on whether he plays. Bridgewater, though, has some, has some room to breathe because these next few games, as I said, don't seem to be that bad. Reload on to Sunday, the London game, Minnesota at New Orleans. Now, again, as we said, the Red Rocket not going to play, or I'm sorry, the Red Rocket is going to play because uh, Jameis Winston isn't going to play. And so they do get uh, uh, <clears throat> Kamara back as well. Kamara's going to go. He's going to give it a shot. I don't know. It still seems a little banged up. Uh, Minnesota, not all that imposing on defense. But, you know, I think the better path to victory is probably trying to get it to Olave. But, we're, I'm just not sure what we're going to see from Dalton. If you have him in seasonal, you could play him and feel fine. Um, I do think that Ingram, if you have him in seasonal, you need to play him in the pinch. I think you could do that. Um, he should probably provide some uh, nice reps and touches. He actually looked more spry than you know Kamara did last week. That's the problem So because we already know what he is. But those are your guys there. Jarvis uh, Landry, going to give it a go. Um you know, if you need to play him a seasonal, that's okay. Cool. Probably staying away from that in DFS world. Um, on the other side of things, Minnesota. You know, I would say Lattimore is probably going to shadow Justin Jefferson. And so, you know, maybe negates that matchup a little bit. But things look good for Thielen uh, outside of that. Um, you know, I, I want to say Osborne uh, as well. Because you don't want to attack New Orleans really by running the football too much. Cook's going to play. Davin Cook's going to play. But I don't know how successful they'll be on the ground. Um, I do think we'll see some Madison. Madison could even get in the box in the end zone in the goal line area. But definitely, definitely, um, uh, you know, Thielen uh, as opposed to, like, the tight end or anybody else. But, I, but I, you know, this is a game that Minnesota should win. I just don't think that Dalton is going to be able to offer a ton the New Orleans defense is really good. Minnesota can get pressured. Uh, you know, Cousins can get pressured from time to time. But uh, I just think that uh, they'll get better production from the quarterback position and win that game. Reload. 
Cleveland and Atlanta on Sunday. This one should be a fun one. So Atlanta and Mariota, they've been rather effective, but they still turn the ball over a lot. He has a crazy little Mariota-type turnover play every game, at least once. Uh, Cordell Patterson is going to give it a go. Uh, he's a little banged up, though, so I'm thinking more Algiers this week. Tried to play him in DFS last week. It didn't work. I'll stay away this week, but he should be in play. I, th- I think the reps that I was looking for last week probably land his way this week. Maybe more successful than you would think against a usual Cleveland defense because they won't have Clowney. They may not have uh, Garrett as well, still banged up from the car crash. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, sort of, you know, decimation on the Cleveland line could make things a little easier to run the football up front. But I also very much like Pitts. Uh, you know, it's more like look at what they would do in the slot versus the tight end. You know, versus the tight end, probably not that good of a matchup, but he'll be in the slot a lot. So, I like Pitts. Uh, Drake London probably have a tougher day getting that Ward shadow. So I do like Pitts for sure. Uh, but also, as I said, Mariota could have a decent day. DFS-wise, he's priced so low. If you want to do that in cash games, you can. I probably don't go that route, but um, it's there. I just think it's going to be popular with a lot of people. On the other side of things, Jacoby Brissett. You know, I, you know Brissett... And the running, the running game, first of all, will be okay, but I don't know if they'll be able to lean on it. So Brissett will have to do something. I do think Njoku's in play. Amari Cooper, probably going to see that shadow from Terrell. So, again, I like you know Njoku. I like Hunt. These are the, the ancillary pieces that I think could prove important. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones will catch you know a couple passes here and there. Uh, if the Cleveland defense can keep them in the game, Cleveland can win this one. But we're going to give it to Atlanta. We're going to say Cleveland is too banged up. We're going to say Atlanta wins at home in the upset. Reload. Buffalo going to – actually, you know what, guys? Wait, go back. I'm, I'm just starting to think that Cleveland will just – they'll just keep running. They should just win. They'll just keep running. Cleveland will win that football game. They'll find a way. I know the defense is hurt, but lean on those backs. I don't think Atlanta can stop that. So if you got them in season, it'll feel great. I am staying away from them in DFS, I think, but um, no, let's go with Cleveland. Okay, reload. Buffalo at Baltimore should be a fun one. Was worried about weather, not worried about it now. Uh, Allen, definitely in play, using him for cash games. Uh, Lamar, definitely in play, using him for tournaments. Like Bateman, as I said before, his under routes probably going to be more effective because they're going to have to be, you know, keeping up here like buffalo's gonna run with it right so baltimore's gonna have to keep up so you gotta like allen gotta like bateman as opposed to duvernay uh mark andrews obviously in play you don't need me to tell you that it's a tough matchup but he'll make it work he'll be in the slot too and then also um as far as the run game goes i would abandon all that baltimore stuff this week i I mean dobbins still getting healthy splitting time with hill it would be them too mostly but i don't know how much success they'll have there uh, as far as the Buffalo side of things, uh, I like Singletary in the backfield, catching passes. I do like that a lot, but I like Diggs. I think he'll have a, a good day. Uh, and I think Knox could get a touchdown. The other pieces, uh, you know, I'm not sure if if McKenzie or Davis has the better day, but I think everybody will be involved. Hence, just, you know, I like Allen, but I also just like Diggs too. I think a nice bounce back spot for him. They lead the way. Um, and then Buffalo, I think, is just going to be too much sauce for Baltimore right here. They're real banged up in the secondary. I think that's a problem for Baltimore. Buffalo's also banged up in the secondary. I think, you know, it has the potential to be a high-scoring game, but uh, I think Buffalo, Buffalo sneaks this one away on the road. Reload. Washington at Dallas. Washington does not sneak this one away on the road. They're a bad football team right now, and uh, Dallas is playing pretty well. Cooper Rush. I like him for tournaments this week. I think he provides a safe floor if you want to go play some more expensive guys. Dallas doesn't really have a pass rush right now. They're not doing much to slow down opposing receivers or run games really that much. So I like Zeke, as I said, around the goal line, catching passes, and just minimally having success. Pollard will be out there with success too. It'll be a team effort, but Rush will facilitate it. Schultz is going to play. I'm not necessarily enthralled with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was standing around and caught a touchdown. I do like Lamb. I just don't think that he'll be contained. Um, uh, Cooper Rush has shown a willingness to go to him and at least find him. He dropped a 50-yard bomb last week, but 
the looks were there, the touches were promising, and I think that that's going to be a good play this week. On the Washington side of things now, uh, Curtis Samuel again, but I think for tournaments this this week. He's got, you know, because Wentz is going to have to go back to him at that low A dot to get to negate this rush and so, from the Dallas defense, and so I like it. But as we saw last week, we can't depend on it in cash game scenario because the results are questionable, but we know the attention will be there. Uh, McLaurin can't do it because he'll see the shadow work from Diggs, and that'll kind of negate him, in my opinion. And so, you know, uh, of the other two, it's Dotson or Samuel, and I'm thinking Samuel because of the rush. Dotson, you know, if you need to play him in the pinch, you could, but I'd be less inclined versus Samuel, I'd say. And then as far as the run game goes, Gibson and McKissick, maybe more of a McKissick thing because they should be chasing. Gibson, I'm not enthralled with using him. I think he gets stuffed at the goal line, maybe. Uh, but if you need him in seasonal, you obviously have to use him just knowing he'll get some reps, right? At least, I think, 10-plus reps. Um, Dallas, anything else I'm trying to think about them? No, I think that's it. But their defense, for sure, cash game defense. Dallas wins the way, led by the defense. That's why I'm not overly worried about the offense. But Gallup comes back, just another weapon out there for Cooper Rush. They get it done, they win. Reload. Seattle and Detroit. This should be a fun one. We're hoping for offense. Gino should be able to activate uh, Lockett, as I said. I think Metcalf gets the tougher coverage. Not to say like the coverage is going to be super tough, but um, I think the issue will be with 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 him more, and so because he's more treated as the number one, and so he'll get the safety help over top with the double, and I think that frees up Lockett a little bit more, and so I like that. He's quick. He's shifty. Um, you can get to different parts of the field. I love it. I like that a lot. Cash game play this week for sure. This league could be standing around to catch a touchdown. It's a one-time touchdown thing, so maybe more of a prop thing, but I like that. Uh, Rashard Penny carved up the Lions last year. Carved them up something nice. I, I like that again this week. I'm not worried about Walker. He played them so well before, and this team has been so bad against the run. I love him. He's a cash game play this week. As far as uh, the other side of the ball, Seattle not very imposing on defense either now, okay? So there's a path to victory for golf and company, even though they're very banged up. Josh Reynolds going to go, but that ankle is banged up. Chark, probably going to go, but he's banged up. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, not going to go. Swift, not going to go. Um, so Williams will be, Jamal Williams will be the lead back. I like him. He'll share time with Craig Reynolds, but I like Williams at the goal line. That's been his role all year anyway. He has all of the goal line touches, none to Swift. Uh, so it's kind of like I like that regardless of what happens with Reynolds. Great there. If you want to put it in cash, that's fine. Um, but also in terms of the wide receivers, I would say if I had to have interest in somebody, maybe Hawkinson of the group, um, Reynolds, I, I'm intrigued, but I'm worried about the, indi- the injury. I'm more inclined to the run game, I think. Golf will be serviceable. He'll he'll pepper it around, but I'm just not sure. You know, Chark is a real dark horse this week. There's going to be offense because Seattle isn't great. I'm just not sure who it's going to come from outside of that running back position. But who wins this game? I'll give it to Detroit because they're at home, and um, I think they'll be a little bit more aggressive. And, uh, it, it, you know, Penny's going to try to run over them. But if they can put together a stop or two, they should have a chance to win this game. Um, if it's a shootout, even better for them. But I'll say the Lions find a way to win this one. Reload. Chargers going to Houston. Herbert should be better this week, getting healthier. I don't even think he's on the injury report, which seems weird. He should be on there for sure with that injury with the ribs. Uh, But I like Eckler this week. It's a great spot for him. We saw what Khalil Herbert did to this Houston defense last week on the ground. And so Chargers, you know, and they're decimated in the – Passing game, I mean, they, you know, down a tight end. They don't have Keenan Allen. So, you know, I do like Eckler. But I like Josh Palmer uh, this week as opposed to Carter, as opposed to Williams. I think Williams will see a little bit more of attention. Not to say that Stingley's great or anything like that, but maybe they give him some help this week is what I'm thinking because him shadowing hasn't been great. If they do just let him shadow again, Mike Williams is going to toast him <coughs> is what I'm thinking. But, uh uh, again, Eckler is the one piece that I do like for sure. Herbert, I'm probably staying away in the DFS world just because of the injury, but you got him in seasonal. You want to play him and feel fine about a game that they should win for sure. Their defense hasn't been great, but they should be able to win this football game. The other side for Houston, you know, Mills isn't going to get blanked. He should have an opportunity to put up some points. 
I think Cooks is interesting. Nico Collins is interesting, but I don't think either of these guys has uh, an incredible day. Damian Pierce will get some work, but I, you know, they're limited team, Houston. Um, but they play to lose a lot, is what I see. I just I don't know where the upside is coming from. Chargers this is a get right game for them, a get healthy game. And like I said, I think this is an Eckler game. Chargers went on the road, reload. Tennessee at Indy. So as far as this, you know, Indy's going to be riding high, coming off the victory against Kansas City last week. But, you know, Matt Ryan hasn't been great. He should be able to activate Pittman. Pittman should be able to score a touchdown against this defense. We all like that a lot. Everything else besides that on the offense, uh, in terms of the passing, a little bit questionable. Uh, Taylor's in a great spot. They can lean on him. I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about the injury. injury. I think he's fine. No, no issues there. Uh, and they should be able to run the football. Now, they get Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard back, then I think that's a little bit more of an issue for Derrick Henry on the other side of the football. But if, you know, Leonard does sit at the last minute or something again, then, you know, Henry's probably fine. But Indy typically plays Henry well, and if Leonard's playing, I think that's going to keep going. But that's the path to victory. Uh, outside of that, um, in the passing game, not really on, you know, Burke this week or, or Woods. You know, I think Phillips is coming back. He would see some touches for sure. Um, but it's a game where they're going to lean on Henry. Uh, it should be a close game. I think both teams will have a similar type of way of winning this. They'll want to get better results from their defenses they've been getting. They'll want to win with the run. And they'll try to pepper in that pass as necessary. I do think that Indianapolis will have more a better path to victory. They had the home uh, advantage on their side, but I think that Taylor is going to be the difference maker this week for sure. I will take him um, uh, in a game that Leonard is back. As I said, if Leonard somehow sits, then I think you got to move it to Tennessee, and Henry looks really good. But otherwise, Colts reload. Bears at Giants. Bears are not great right now in the pass game. There's nothing to look at. There's nothing to look at in that pass game. You know, Equinemius St. Brown is probably one of the more productive receivers. Nobody's scoring touchdowns. It's nothing to look at. Run game, great spot, though. Khalil Herbert, smash spot again. They've been effective, blocking up front, doing what they need to do. I like that. Fields hasn't been effective at, you know, passing the ball, but he's provided some upside with his legs. Um, but, again, it should be the Khalil Herbert show. I kind of like the Chicago defense because on the other side, the Giants also passing. Don't have much. You know, they don't have much. A lot of guys sitting, I think – uh, Kadarius Tony is out. Sharp is out now. Uh, Richie James is the guy this week, and I think he's in a good spot if you need that somewhere. DFS, I don't think I get there, but Richie James for sure uh, for Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. That's probably the better spot we saw what Pierce was able to do against the Chicago defense just last week. So, um, you know, there's the opportunity uh, f- for. The Giants is probably to try to do the same thing as Chicago's lean on the running back and the defense. This is going to be the NFC version of that Tennessee and Indy game. I I think that the Giants will win the game because they have a little bit more to offer uh, in terms of a pass rush. And I think that's going to be a problem for Chicago. I think that Chicago is going to turn the ball over in the passing game. I think it'll give a short field that Barkley and company will be able to take care of. So I think turnovers is the difference in this one, though. And I think it's going to be uh, Chicago providing it. And uh, Giants should win the football game. Reload. Jacksonville at Philadelphia. This should be a fun football game. Jacksonville a little bit better than everybody expecting on defense. They've got a little bit of a pass rush. They've been, um, you know, decent. They've been decent. They've been playing some interesting percentages of man um, at times. So, you know, haven't been completely beat but you know they're not the best unit in the world they want to take a step forward this week i don't think they'll be able to do it though because listen jackson philadelphia has got the best offensive line period so this is why i'm recommending jalen hurts this week because although jacksonville's been decent i think philly's going to be better philly's going to be better this week and so we like hurts i like brown i like Devonta smith particularly because I think Brown is a little bit of the tougher matchup, but Smith, I think, has the opportunity in the price point in DFS world to get off. But I like them both equally, I should say. I think I just like Smith's price point a little bit better. It's like almost 2K less, uh, but I think he has as much of an opportunity to succeed this week. And seasonal, you play them both, feel fine. 
but Miles Sanders, as we said, truncated backfield. There's no Boston Scott this week. He's out, so only um, so only uh, one other back back there with him. So we like him for the goal line touches uh, that should be there. But Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. On the other side of things for Jacksonville, Christian Kirks. We like it. I do think that um, for you know, as far as for Philly's defense, the the shadow of Darius Slay is probably going to have to go to Zay Jones because he's the outside receiver. They don't ask uh, Darius Slay to shadow into the slot much, and so that's where Christian Kirk plays. I think I'm going to load him up again in cash games, guys, and we're going to go and see what we can get with that. So Christian Kirk, we like in the game that Jacksonville should be trailing. Lawrence has shown he can activate him. I think that happens again this week. Not so high on Ingram against this Philly defense, but he's around. Um, the running backs I mentioned earlier, not so high on uh, Robinson this week because Philly a little tougher on the ground. Plus, I think they'll be chasing, so they'll be passing. So I like Etienne and the pass work and the third down work. But um, Jacksonville will play better than we think in a game that they will lose and Philadelphia will win because up front, they're just that much tougher. Reload. Jets at Pittsburgh. Jets defense, I think, is going to bend but not break. It should be a fun football game that I think they have an opportunity to win. I can't pick them outright because of Zach Wilson coming back. I don't know what I get with that, but I like Brees Hall against this Pittsburgh defense. The Jets receivers are there, but again, to change a cornerback, quarterback, excuse me, we don't want to just say that Wilson's going to do the same things that Flacco's been doing. His tendencies will be different, so I'm out on that. I don't want any parts of that in really any format if I don't have to. But Brees Hall, I like that. Definitely over Carter. And the Jets defense, I'm interested there. I think they're going to save our hides in the fantasy world this week and provide a safe opportunity against this Pittsburgh team that isn't going to blow the doors off anybody, even if they win this game. Uh, you know, it should be a close contest. Najee Harris definitely in a good spot. Play him in seasonal if you feel like it. I'm over it in seasonal. I don't think I need to get there this week. I have other ideas, but... Uh, he's around in DFS if you want, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the receivers go, I'm, I'm probably thinking that, as I said, Sauce Garner probably doesn't shadow Deontay Johnson the whole game because they'll move him around. So I think Johnson's going to be fine. Um, but ultimately, probably the only receiver outside of Friermuth. Friermuth much more probable. On the Jets side, as I mentioned before, before you may want to be paying attention to Conklin as well as the right receivers, but again, new quarterback, so who knows? But this is a game where I'm going to say because of the uncertainty on Pittsburgh versus the uncertainty on the Jets, I don't think the Jets play poorly, but they don't win this one. I think this one is going to be Pittsburgh. Reload. Afternoon games. Now we get on to Arizona and Carolina. This should be a fun one. Carolina defense playing a lot better than everybody's expected. And so I want to give them uh, a, the nod here and say they'll try to keep it close. Uh, as far as for the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray, I sneaky like him this week in tournaments. I think it's a great play for him. His legs provide the upside we need to help break down the pass rush. I do think that with more Rondell Moore coming back to the mix, I'm not sure how the receivers you know, uh, lay out there. So I don't want to go too heavy and say Dorch or Brown or Moore or whoever, but he's got another weapon to play with, and Ertz is around too. Connor's the thing we want to say for sure. He's getting the goal line touches and the looks, and he should fare well against this Carolina defense. Or fair or you know, or you know, be fair against this Carolina defense at least. For Carolina side, uh McCaffrey, CMC's gonna play. Uh so Says he feels 100%. I don't know how much room they'll be on the ground, but the passing game is where he can obviously provide some, you know, help. I'm not going to pay for that in DFS, you know, and chance him leaving the game or something. But if you got it in the season, he'll obviously roll it out. You drafted him high enough. Um, but more importantly, I'm looking at DJ Moore this week. I think the path to victory is through the air. I like that. I think this Cardinals defense can be had, and Moore is getting the targets of the number one. I know people think they're Robbie Anderson or LaVisca Chanel. They are not seeing more targets than DJ Moore. DJ Moore is not a bad receiver. I think this is going to be the week that him and Blake or him and uh, Baker Mayfield finally hook it up. DJ Moore, I like soft price point in tournaments this week. I'm all about it. Definitely my favorite play. Uh, I could pair him with Kyler and feel just fine with that. But this is a game where the Cardinals are going to win. I think 
the defense breaks down late. They get tired, and Murray wins this one for them, meaning the Cardinals reload. Uh, New England at Green Bay. This should be a fun one. Green Bay, I think, uh, oh, excuse me, guys. Path to victory for Green Bay. Spread it around a little bit. New England a little tougher on the ground. Uh, so you got to try to attack them through the air a little bit. Green Bay has been banged up, though, but they get Wilson back. You've got Lazard. You guys are fine. And so you want to spread it out a little. Lazard, I think, is okay. Um, I'm not going to get overly enthralled with it because Jackson's been playing really well there. So I will probably fade him. But Tanyan, I think, is a great play. Cash games, I think that's a soft price. Gives me exposure to the late half of the slate. I love it in an opportunity where I think that Rogers going to have to get rid of the ball. So it's so it is going to be to Tanyan, I think to you know uh, Dylan, and also to uh, I'm not sure why I'm blanking on the other Green Bay running back, Aaron Jones. Sorry. So those are the guys that I think are going to be more involved. Um, you know, Dobbs has a chance to get involved, but I think Rogers spreads it around so they can keep it close. I don't expect a ton of offense, but I expect equitable offense. You know, nobody's going to crush. Uh, and then on the New England side of things. You know, as far as in the air, I think Devontae Parker gets the shadow from Jair Alexander, so kind of negates him, and then I don't really want to be a part of anything else that they're doing in the air, especially with Brian Hoyer. So the path to victory is on the ground, passing to these backs, um, getting the ball out quickly. So I do like both running backs. I think the New England defense is in play. Um, they're they're going to keep it close, and they're going to try to run with the football. You know, we've seen them do this thing before where they just run a million times in one game, right? They did it against the Bills before in that, you know, that snow game or whatever. So I'm not saying it's going to be something like that. But um, the the running backs, that's why I'm interested in the running backs. That's pretty much it from them in the defense. But as I said, on the Green Bay side of things, I would take Tanyan. Um, and then if you have seasonal, the running backs play them and feel fine. But I stay away from them from DFS. Uh, I'll give them the edge because they're at home. And because Hoyer is not a very good quarterback, Green Bay is going to win this game. I think their defense finds a way to maybe rattle him. Um, he's not going to, you know, they'll do enough to win, and he won't be able to respond in kind. Reload. Denver going to Vegas to play the Raiders. And I think Denver's on a roll now, so they're going to keep it going. Russ Wilson should have a fantastic day. The Raiders defense, you know, not terrible slouches, but the path to victory is probably on the ground. So I like Sutton this week, but I don't necessarily like Jerry Judy. I think it's tougher for him on the outside. Um, tight end, they haven't really established that in Denver. I think Russ will be fair, but I'm not invested in that price. But I do like Javante Williams. I know Gordon's around. He's healthy this week. He's going to go, but he's been a little banged up. It's Javante. They can run him and rely on the defense that has been really good at a lot of different facets of football. This defense is rounding out. And so on the other side of things, for Carr and company, you know, it's going to be tough running on the ground for Jacobs. I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for him in Bolden. Also in the air, tough matchup for, you know, everybody included. Now, Hunter Renfro's out too, so fire up Mac Hollins again. Um, you know, I think this is more something that you got to attack Denver in the middle of the field. So I'm liking Waller and Adams and other two. It's Waller. I really like Carr leaning on Waller this week, but I think that'll eventually open things up for Adams. So it really is the both of them. I don't think I get to Adams in DFS. If you got him in seasonal, play him and feel fine. But Waller, we definitely get to in DFS. That's a great play this week um, in a game that I think that they're going to have to try to um, be the ones to, you know, chase the game a little later. So we like that production there. But I think this is a game that Denver wins just off of the running game and the defense. But Russ and company do take a step forward. They're learning the offense. They're learning how to play together. They're getting healthier. All this takes time. So I think Sutton is the immediate beneficiary. This is a cash game play this week. And everything else falls in line a little more smoother. But ultimately, Javante will lead the way in a game that the um, Denver Broncos should when reload Kansas City on Sunday night going to Tampa Bay. This will be a fun one. Tampa Bay has been great against good teams this year on defense. So it's going to be tough sledding for Mahomes and company. They're on the road. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. He's the only really receiver that you can rely on besides Kelsey. Those two, the rest of them will have their moments, but it's not something that we could depend on, right? But they'll hang around. As far as the running backs go, McKinnon's outtouched. 
Edwards Hilaire the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, you could dabble in all that if you want to, but i got no interest in any of those guys. It's really the pass game. Mahomes will find a way to keep it interesting, but Tampa Bay is going to be tough. I, I, You know, they should be fired up. They're coming off of a loss last week. For Tampa Bay side of things, they we don't know who we're going to have at receiver yet. Russell Gage should go. Julio Jones probably won't go. Uh, Godwin could or couldn't go. Mike Evans is going to go. But also, the way to attack Kansas City can be on the ground. If you can force them to, you know, not run away with it, then you can, you know, have them on the ground. The reason why they don't really have a good defense against the run is because they don't care about it, because they blow people out of the water. It's not a necessity if you constantly need the score to keep up with them. And so it negates itself. However, the Tampa Bay defense is really good. So I don't think that it's a given that Mahomes goes crazy at all. At all. MVS been a little banged up. I think he's going to play. But listen, it's going to be tougher. And so I would say this is more in favor of Tampa Bay. I like the running backs. I like uh, Fournette here. And I think that their defense shows up. I think that Kansas City is going to lose two in a row. On this Sunday night game, Mahomes will try to piece it together in the end, but there's still I don't from the offense that we've seen this year, I think Tampa Bay is probably going to be problematic. So unless they blow the doors off of them and return to old all of a sudden, you know, and that could happen if they change coordinators, but I haven't heard they change coordinators. If somebody else is gonna call the plays, i.e. Nagy, then you know, then maybe we could be more confident about that, but I can't do that right now. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay. TB12 finds a way to do it. I know the receiver room is banked up, but he has everything he needs to get the job done. Brate's been coming on. He's been targeting him more. And as I said, Fournette should see plenty of touches, and their defense should be fine. Reload. Our last shot, our final shot, will make it good. The Rams at the Niners on Monday night. The Niners have had the Rams number. Quite a few times over the last several matchups. And so they're not afraid of them. Jimmy G and company know what they bring to the table. As I said, I don't think Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Debo Samuel because of the way that they use him, move him up, put him in the backfield. I think the shadow would go to Ayuk, if anything. I don't think that they may even think to shadow him. But, I, I, you know, Ayuk, you know, could have a decent day. But I think the chances are if he has a shadow, that's probably not going to happen. The more likely thing, and Kittle's going to play, and he's going to see touches, um, and he'll make the most of those for sure. Uh, but running the football, Jeff Wilson, I think you know that's what San Francisco needs to do here. I do like IU to, to be productive because they're going to have to play keep up, I think. So I like him. Samuel in his role is great too. I like him. They know what they're doing against the Rams. So these guys are in play in the game that you have to favor them because they just have found ways to beat this Rams team over and over again, generally. On the Rams side of thing, I, I think that the San Francisco defense has been pretty decent. They're going to have to run the football. DeForest Bunkner is going to be out, I believe, and so that's the path right there. I think both running backs are in play. It's going to be a little tougher in the air, and so I'm a little less inclined to – uh, say that they go crazy, but it's hard to not deny Cup anything, right? Everybody else probably a little bit more suspect in terms of the pass game. Uh, but I like both running backs. If I had to favor one or the other, I would say, you know, maybe Daryl Henderson this week. But I like them both. They're both in play. The Rams, I don't think are going to win this game, though. I think San Francisco creates parity in that division by getting those, both those teams to 500, 2-2. Two and two. Uh, because they just had their numbers so often. So Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, IU, Kittle. I mean, all the usual players are there, and I think that they will all play a hand, and the defense will play well. And that's been the thing is last year uh, we saw Stafford play at a high level for most of the year. We have not seen him play at that high of a level this year, so that could be a problem for them. And I think that's why San Francisco wins that football game. So, guys, that's the reload segment for this week. You guys now know, you know, my game scripts in terms of how I think that it's going to shake down this week. Hopefully, that helps you, you know, decide what you need to do in the DFS and the seasonal world. And now, time for the part of the show where the process goes over our DFS fantasy football 
picks for the week. We'll go over cash game plays, tournament or GPP plays, and sometimes talk about stacks that you can use to leverage your wins for the week. Finally, on to our DFS picks. Let me get you out of here. Talk cash game first. We'll go through all the cash games. We'll go through tournaments. Cash games. I got three quarterbacks for you. And guys, I was worried about the weather, like I said before, but we come off of those worries. I was thinking Mariota for the cash games, but I knew it was going to be so popular. And I was thinking it was going to be rain in Buffalo. Not going to be the case. Maybe a little cold, but we're not worried about that. So for cash game at the top, $8,400. Allen, Josh Allen, you could play him. I do like Jalen Hurts if you want to pivot at $8,200, or you could pay down with Mariota at $5,600. Those are the three quarterbacks I'll be using for DFS, and I would recommend for cash games. Probably Allen for me. Wide receivers, Diggs, $8,400. Lock it in, cash game. Pittman, $7,200. Going to be very highly owned, so I'll probably pay up for Diggs in lieu of that because I want to get away from the ownership. Christian Kirk, $6,600. Talked about the reasons why earlier. So we're going to pound the lock lock in the button that. Ooh, I can't talk now. We're going to pound that button and lock him into the lineup. Tyler Lockett, $5,900 soft price cash game. He's going to make things work and should be an explosive matchup versus the Lions. But those are the four wide receivers for the cash games. Tight ends. Waller at $5,600, lock it in. Best target in a game that they're going to have to find a way to score. Uh, I also like Pitts at 5 k Very underpriced. I know he's underproduced, but it, it can't go on forever. This is the perfect scenario. I've never, you guys see, I never recommend him, but this is the week. David Njoku, $3,700 salary saver if you need it for cash games. That's perfect. That is perfect. He, he should have a fantastic uh, day of production, and you can pair him with Mariota if you want, because that gets you exposure to Pitts through Mariota. But then you have Njoku coming back, because if he's doing something, they're probably going back and forth. So that's the way that works. If you want to do that, I probably don't do that. Tanyan at thirty five hundred dollars is a player that I was initially thinking as a tournament play, but we're gonna use him in cash games so we can make Josh Allen work and Diggs work, because you have to get different. I think too many people are going to play Mariota. Too many people are going to play Pittman this week. Too many people are going to play Herbert this week. We need to play Herbert. So I'm looking at ways that we can get different, right? Those are the ways that we're going to get different this week. So speaking of running back, Austin Eckler at the top, $7,700. I like that matchup. I'm interested. I think uh, in DFS, there's just cheaper stuff. I don't know if i go there, but maybe if you want to get different, you could do that because I think most people will pay down. Jamal Williams, $6,600. Even if Reynolds goes, I don't mind because he gets the goal line touches. He gets all of the goal line touches. I don't think that changes today. He's not injured, so why would his role change? Uh, Javante Williams. Oh, excuse me. I meant Javante Williams at 6600 and then Jamal Williams at 6100 So Javante Williams, crush spot, soft Raiders defense. You know They're going to run him in the defense and work on it and mix in some Gordon, but I like that. Khalil Herbert at $5,700. Crush spot against the soft Giants defense up front. Bears can't pass anyway. They're going to do exactly what they did to Houston last week. So he's in another prime spot. And then Penny, Rashad Penny carved up these Lions last year. They've been horrible against the run. He has had some health issues, but when healthy, he has shown flashes, especially against this team, like I just said. $4,900. You're daring me to. It's, it's, I don't care. It's a free square. I don't care how many other people do it. $4,900 makes everything else pay, makes everything else work. And it's like a really good spot. He is the lead back. I know Kenneth Walker's hanging around, but I'm not worried about him yet. He flashed a little bit, but I think over the course of the season, if anything, he may take over later. Like, you know, like maybe uh, we saw Michael Carter last year do, where he came on a little later in the season in his split times. Defense-wise, cash games, Cowboys 3500 or we could go Jets 2600 like I was mentioning earlier in the show, to save a little bit of that salary. But that's what we're looking at in, in cash games this week in DFS. That's what's going to take us to victory. And then if we look at the tournaments, guys, there's going to be a few more options for the tournaments because we have a few more lineups. One cash game lineup, and then you have, you know, you know, possibly three, four tournament lineups. So, I mean, I'm going to have more options, but I'm peppering these guys in with some of those sure things too, you know. But do what you want. You're, you're adults. Cash games. 
or I'm sorry, uh, tournaments, GPPs, quarterbacks. At the top, Lamar Jackson, $8,300, that Buffalo game. So I'll take him as a high tournament upside play because Allen's the, the cash game play. But um, Kyler Murray at $7,600, I'm very interested in that. I just think he's flying under the radar. Tournament upside, I love it. And then Derek Carr, $5,800, very interested there also. Uh, Carr is too soft of a price for a game that I think they're going to be trailing and he'll have to try to do something. So him and Waller, cheap, makes some sense. Um, and then Cooper Rush, $5,300. We want to take a chance. He's 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 a nice, safe floor. That price gets us the ability to mix in a lot of other stuff, so we can do that for sure. And then in terms of the wide receivers, Brown, Eagles, lock it in, $7,400. A nice tournament play because if he snaps, that's a great upside right there. So A.J. Brown um, in a good spot. Uh, it's a tournament play because of the price. He's very expensive. But C- but CeeDee Lamb, $6,700, great tournament play. Again, if you're going to play Rush, just pay him with Lamb and go crazy from there. But I like his willingness, as I said earlier, to find him all game. Sutton, talked about Sutton, $6,400. We're going to play that. feel very good about this. Almost, almost was thinking cash game. So I really like Sutton in tournaments this week. Strong tournament play at that price. Um, <clears throat> as opposed to Metcalf. And then uh, Devonta Smith, $5,800 on the other side with the Eagles. So if you want to play all three of them, you can. You can actually do that uh, with what we have this week. Bateman, $5,600. Again, should be peppered with targets in that game. Bills are all kind of banged up. Micah Hyde's already out. Now Poyer's out of safety or banged up. They've got a lot of guys missing, a lot of corners missing. So there should be an opportunity for Bateman, who's seen a lot of targets lately. Curtis Samuel, $5,700, soft price, great A dot, uh, average depth of target. That's what we mean when we say A dot. So it's like he's hovering around the line of scrimmage. I don't think Wentz is going to have a lot of time to throw. So we want that short A dot. Uh, so we like Samuel. DJ Moore, $5,300. I mean, if you're going to play Kyler, bring it back with DJ. That makes all the sense in the world. And then Josh Palmer, uh, 5K, love the price, G- great play. I feel very good about this versus Houston. And then Dotson, I'll take a chance on at $4,300. I'll just take a chance if you want to, but I'm not married to that one. Um, if you want to pay on Rush, that's okay. And then uh, as far as tight end goes, um, you know, Mark Andrews, $7,100, just pay up. He's so productive, and he's going to be in the slot anyway, so it's a better matchup. Fryermuth at $4,200, can be productive. Um, and then also Hawkinson, $4,100. Those guys, both, you know, with with the defenses that those quarterbacks are going to play, they're right there in their face. They're going to dump down to them quite often. Hawk, or Coughlin, $3,600 in play, but again, new quarterback in the Jets uh, game. So I don't really, you know, that's why he has to be a tournament thing if you want to go there. I'd probably stay away myself. I mean, you can't deny he's getting targets, but I don't know what Zach Wilson will do when the going gets tough. And then Tanyan for $3,500. You could play him there too, the same as in cash games, because I was thinking he was a tournament play anyway. And then as far as the running backs go, Jonathan Taylor, $8,800. If you want to pay up for it, I don't think anybody else is going to want to do it this week. And so in tournaments, we can definitely separate ourselves and do this. Uh, but Connor, $6,300, soft price for the guys getting the goal line touches and 60 70% of the looks in the backfield. With no real denial from anybody else. Eno Benjamin, a few touches here and there, but that's it. Zeke Elliott, $6,100. Love the price. Had a strong last week. Should be another strong this week to help Cooper Rush uh, take some of the pressure off of him. They will be effective with Pollard and Elliott. So I like the price on Elliott. Um, Goal line touches, the catches. It's a good package. Singletary, $5,900 for Buffalo. I love it. Pass catching. You know, Baltimore has been a sieve against pass catching running backs. And so I think that's where they give up production. That's why he can be a good pairing. So if you want to play Allen in the tournaments, maybe play him with uh, Singletary too. Um, or play him with Singletary and Diggs. Just some thoughts of some things that we could do to get different. I'm going to put him on the same level. But at $5,400, I think I'm equally in- inclined to play Etienne and Brees Hall and take chances on them in tournaments. Brees Hall against this, you know, Pittsburgh defense at $5,400, that don't scare me. He's getting most of the touches. He's catching passes. They will be trailing. I- I'm-, I'm all there for it. But, again, it's a tournament play because of the quarterback, uh, new quarterback. And then Etienne, they should be trailing against Philadelphia, and he's the cast- pass-catching third down back. So we like him. 
And then uh, besides those guys, I'll take Ramon Stevenson and Damian Harris, 52 and $5,300. Take your pick. Take your pick. Play them together. Take your pick. Do what you want to do. But they're going to have to run against Green Bay. Good defense. Won't be able to a lot of passing opportunities for Hoyer. They're going to rely on the run. Just run both guys. So probably not a problem to play them. Um, and then for defense, Giants, $3,100 against the Bears. It's going to be some turnovers like we talked about. And then the Patriots, $2,300. I think that's an interesting play, too. So for tournaments, that's what we're looking at. Guys, let's go chase it. Let's go to Valhalla this weekend. Let's bring back some money. Don't be afraid. We're on the right path. These picks don't deny themselves. We were good last week, and injury took us out. It won't happen every week. So we're going to stay the course and win. You guys know how to catch me if you need me. But good luck on Sunday, and then we'll all just win together and come back here next week and talk about it. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.